Tacomas. Tacomas is all things tech. Culture and technology coming together. Life hacks. The practicality right now in the inefficiency of the internet of buying and selling stuff is extraordinary. Entrepreneurship advice. I think the first thing is you got to understand your business inside out. Love and tech. We've almost reduced dating to kind of this very momentary snap of a person. It's going to be a fire show. I have yet to see something these days that's truly differentiated. New advice and new inspiration every show. It really is about the next generation of creators going faster, further than we did. And now, Sequoia Blodgett. Now let's start stacking them commas. On this episode, we'll hear from the credit maven herself who teaches you the importance of business credit. And I'll share with you how I got my credit score to jump up 50 points, putting me in the 700 club in less than two weeks. Entrepreneurship advice. Learn from the hottest and most successful investors, founders, and innovators in the game. Determine your greatness. It's time to get your knowledge up. Okay, okay, for sure, for sure. Ayo, what's poppin'? It's your girl Sequoia, and I've got Christian Anise on the line, founder of Credit Solutions Network. I am so excited to have you. How are you doing? Hey, how are you? And thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that I want to jump into within this conversation is obviously we have a lot of entrepreneurs who listen to the show and people always come to me, especially for commas and our price rates being what they are. And they're like, we just can't afford you. Right. But there's other ways to do that, like business credit and leveraging your personal credit and things like that. So I really want to get into those details. But before we jump into all that, tell us a little bit about your background. Okay, definitely. Well, you know, I am considered like the credit maven. I love helping people, you know, meeting them where they are and helping them to get to where they want and need to be in life. You know, we discuss your goals. Everything starts with a consultation. I tell everyone. You want to start with the consultation. That way I can familiarize myself with kind of what you want and what, what's going on with you and your credit. And um, what I do is I create plans of action. So it's not just about the restoration part and the repair part. Um, it's about creating a plan of action so we know where we're going once we get to that good credit score. So I'm the one that, you know, comes in and I help you to understand. I educate you and then create a plan of action for you to move forward. Awesome. How did you get into this? Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Well, I was actually forced into learning credit. Um, I was fired from my job. I was pregnant at the time. And I had very bad credit. You know, um, I just didn't care about my credit too much at the time. Um, I had a good paying job, so I really wasn't too concerned about it. Um, But when that happened, when I was let go, you know, it really brought to the forefront, like, look, I need to take things more serious. I need to become more financially, you know, aware of things, um, financially literate. I didn't understand anything. So one day I took myself to the library. I checked out as many books as I could about financial literacy, about credit, about just, you know, credit for dummies. I mean, everything. Mm -hmm. And I consumed myself with education and information. And I promised myself that I would not be in a situation again where I felt powerless because I didn't have a healthy savings. I barely, you know, invested into my 401k. I didn't really even understand that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, credit, I always heard people say, you know, if you had good credit, you have, you know, you can get money, you can get leverage. And I never took it serious, but I was forced into it. I had to because I really felt like I wasn't doing my family, you know, a just service. <laughs> you know, I wasn't doing them, you know, any favors by not, 
being educated and learning how to leverage and how to bring that freedom to my family. Right. Let's stay there for a minute. Why is personal credit so important? Oh, my God. Personal credit is super important. I I used to think um, cash was king or queen or whatever, but, you know, credit is, you know, and once you learn and become better educated on how to use credit wisely, you'll see for yourself that actually credit can accommodate a lot of your needs when it comes to money, when it comes to um, financial needs, you know, um, if you use it wisely and know what you're doing. It's very, it's a very powerful tool um, that I think that a lot of us in the African-American community don't really understand it because we've been taught to use it a different way Mm -hmm. and not the right way. And once you learn the right way to use it, it can open up so many doors, more doors than what cash could ever do. Because, you know, these days people want to see a paper trail. They want to see where the source is coming from. And with credit, they can see that. It's it's already vouched for. You don't have to worry about it. So um, you need that. You need it for insurance. You need it for jobs. You know, it's not just money and credit cards. You need it for a lot of things. So say I have a 500 credit score, right? And I'm just like, oh, my God, can I even get to an 800? Is that even possible? Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Mine was at a 450. Oh. So (laughs) definitely you can get to um, a high credit score. I tell everyone it's about the mix, the use of your credit. See, in order to get accomplished, good credit or a high credit score, you have to have a great mix of credit. You know, um, you have to have open lines of credit. You have to use your credit. So a lot of people that come to me, they have, you know, low scores and they're asking me, oh, how can I boost this in 30 days? Well, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, those things are gimmicks that are out there that's telling you you can shoot up and, you know, to 200 points in 30 days. You know, I've never seen it before. It takes time. It's a process. Um, But once you dedicate yourself to fixing and correcting the errors and inaccurate information on your credit report, you definitely can will see the elevation in your scores. Um, But to get a large amount of points added to to boost your score, there's a lot of different tips and tricks, you know, that we can use and that I can educate you on um, to help accommodate that. But you definitely can go from a 400 to an 800 credit score because I did it myself, but it took time. It didn't happen overnight. That's dope. So what are some of those? You said it's a mix of things. So is it like utilization? Is it what What are those things that make up your credit score? Absolutely. You're right. So the utilization that makes up about 30, 35% of your score um, is really important. That comes when you have open lines of credit, when you have credit cards. So, you know, you want to make sure you keep those, I say, under 15%. There's a lot of credit gurus out there that's saying 30%, but I prefer to tell my clients, you know, 15%. Just stay under 15%. If you have to use more, then give yourself that little wiggle room. Um, to the 30%, but if you stay under 15, you're staying out the red zone and you're keeping your your score high. Um, Also, you know, lays and things like that, you want to make sure you you have everything on auto pay. Um, You also want to make sure that you're not allowing anyone to run your credit just purposely, just for no reason. Like, don't do that. You know, um, if you're trying to get a credit card, you have to do things strategically when it comes to your credit. You have to think things out. And a lot of times people just do things out of emotions and they don't really think it out and then they find themselves running their credit to the ground. 
Mm. Um, so, you know, you really got to be cautious on that. So say I have an open line of credit. I have a massive, I would say maybe, what, $2,000 that I need to pay off. I got this big bonus at work, and I'm able to pay that off. Should I then close the account, or do I keep that account open? Please, please. And that's a very great question. Please keep it open. Um, (laughs) Do not close the account, especially if it's a seasoned account, which means an account that you've had well over four years, two to four years. You want to make sure that you keep that account in good standing and keep it active, which means you can keep a low balance on there, but having no balance isn't really good. You know, you want to have a revolving balance, a healthy balance, um, and you do not ever want to shut it down. Now, if the credit card company closes your account, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to initiate that actual close. What's the difference between business credit and personal credit? Personal credit is personal. It's all you. And business credit is disattached from you. It's its, its own entity. Once you have a structured business that can handle it, that can stand on its own two feet, you know, um, so you have your personal credit, you know, with your Equifax, TransUnion, Experian, then you have your business credit, and I believe that's only with Experian, don't quote me on that, um, <laughs> however, you know, it's two different, two different things, so you're not personally responsible for your um, business credit side to an extent, because you do have, if your business isn't, let's say, um, really sustainable, you you know, it's a new business. Most are, you know, most small business entrepreneurs are. Um, They're going to ask for what's called a personal guarantee. That's why it's really important that your personal credit is good because they're going to look at that and they're going to see, okay, how do they handle their bills? Are they responsible? Are they an asset? Are they a liability? Can they handle this? And once they do everything that they need to do and they see, okay, everything checks out, then they'll extend you that extension of business credit. Now you're in the ball game of business credit. So they, they they definitely play a part with one another. They go hand in hand. There are some people out there that say that they can get you business credit without a personal guarantee. I've never seen that done on a business, on a small business, only on like a really um, corporate level company okay. that's bringing in millions of dollars that can really stand on their own. Other than that, you have to have good credit, 700 plus credit score in order to move over to the business credit side. Got it. And isn't business credit, doesn't, don't they have like a different scale that they go by? It's not necessarily. Yes. Okay. How does that work? It, that's the Paydex score. So your Paydex score, um, it goes up to 80. I believe it's still 80. Um, so it's not like your personal score where your personal score can go up to an 800, I think even 900 now. But um, <clears throat> your Paydex score is basically um, based on you paying back, you know, your bills on time, your net 30 accounts. And those accounts, those revolving accounts will come um, in the form, like I said, of net 30 where you have to pay those pay those, excuse me, in 30 days. And if you do not pay those on time, they, you know, they report that to the credit agency and it's documented and it brings down your paydex score. Mm. So you want to make sure that your paydex score is at an 80 and that you pay everything on time. Got it. So what are some of the things that you've been able to leverage business credit for that you wouldn't necessarily have been able to get on your personal side? Oh, my. Um, I've been able to fund several business ventures, small business ventures. I've been able to invest 
into um, a large amount of small business ventures, um, which have which has brought me back a return on an investment as well as equity mm. in a lot of these small business ventures. Because um, if I had to use my own money, I would not have had the leverage, you know, the means to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it's it opened up so many doors because it's given me the opportunity to do things when I want to do it and not actually have to wait or have to wait for, you know, an investor or have to, to convince other people, um, you know, uh, get them interested to even fund me the money to do what I need to do. You know, I can just say, oh, you know, I have the leverage. I can do this. I can do that. All the way to me opening up a bar and lounge, you mm. know, <laughs> you know, from business credit. So it's like these are things that were so far fetched, you know, just to me were just so just not in reach until I learned how to use credit and how credit could really work for me and not against me. And don't get me wrong. You definitely can find yourself in a bad situation when it comes to credit. Mm-hmm. Um but that's when it, it gets out of control. And it happens. It happens to the best of us. You know, I myself am very transparent with my clients. And I tell them, you know, sometimes I have to take my own advice. And I have to pull back and I have to get organized and figure out what's going on. Because when those numbers, you know, <laughs> start adding up, you, you want to make sure you get a hold on them. But for the most part, as long as you're educated, as long as you're organized, you're patient, and you understand what you're doing in what your goals are and you stick to them, you definitely will see yourself elevate to the next level in no time, especially with business credit. How long does it take to establish business credit? Oh my, um, business credit normally about, I say mm, 60 to 90 days. Oh, nice. It could be, you know, sooner than that, but I say give yourself at least 60 to 90 days. So you said there were some negative things that could result out of that. What are some examples of what that looks like? As far as, using business credit mm-hmm. well this is the thing a lot of people have resulted into using business credit as a source of personal using it for personal means mm. um, and you can't do that you can't mix you know business with your personal you have to be able to distinguish the two you have to be able to you only use your personal cards for your personal stuff. You use your business for your business stuff. And a lot of times people like to commingle them, and it's like that fine line. But I like to tell everyone, if you're using business credit, always make sure that whatever you're sliding that card for, it is for business. Mm-hmm. If you're going to the pool that day and you have to buy a bathing suit and you went to target and you know you started talking to some people in line about whatever it is that you're doing in your business hey that's a business conversation now let's talk about this swimsuit and how you're about to go sit by the pool and you know do some work on your laptop this (laughs) is a whole business conversation now you this is this is a business transaction and you have to be savvy like that or you will find yourself in a whole heap of trouble um you know and, and you don't want that so just like I said, be organized, make sure that you do not commingle your personal with your business and you'll be a okay. Awesome. And I think it's really important to also note that it's just not free money, right? People think like, Oh, I'm going to get all this credit (laughs) and I'm sitting on all these, these thousands and thousands of dollars, but that stuff you got to pay back. So what are some strategies you should be thinking about when you acquire this credit? 
Well, you definitely need to have a plan of action um, when it comes to paying back your money. I tell everyone, just like when, you know, um, purchasing a home, always start a business or have a means of income that's coming in, a a good stream of income coming in before acquiring some type of debt. Um, I know that people say that, you know, when you buy a house and things like that, it's good debt. Debt is debt. You know, you need to figure out a way to pay it off because you still owe someone. Um, So with that being said, I always try to help my clients implement a strategy um, so that they can pay off their loans or pay off, you know, their credit debt or whatever the case may be. I always feel like there needs to be some sort of monetized system put in place so that you know you have that capital coming in. So when you do start running those cards, you don't really have to be too uptight about it because you know that 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 resource is coming in. Awesome. And so for you, you have two different ways to go about it. They can either work with you or they can do it themselves. So what does that process look like? So I give people the option, like I said, I'm very transparent. So I give people the option to, you know, do it themselves, which is a great benefit because you're not only learning how to do this, but you can possibly turn it into a business like I did. Um, So I definitely teach that. They can either sign up online for the course that I have online. Or, you know, they can contact me and they can hire me personally to provide the service for them. Um, You know, either way, I just want to make sure that they get it done, you know, (laughs) but I definitely allow them the ability to do it on their own. Um, Every time, you know, someone new comes my way, I let them know, you know, you can repair the credit on your own. And they're like, yeah, I know that, but. I'd rather have you do it. You're, you know, you're the credit maven. So Listen, I'd rather have you do it. I, that yeah. was me. I saw a do-it-yourself course, and I started it, and I was like, oh, I don't want to do it myself. Right. <laughs> it became cumbersome. And then also, let's talk about that a little bit, because you there's a certain way to do this, right? You can't just go sending okay. letters online and, like, that whole <laughs> thing. So talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. You're right. You know, there's a lot of hype online. There's a lot of letters and information. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of good information out there. I mean, very resourceful information. Um, But you really have to be careful. Um, There is a process. You don't just print out a letter and just send it off. You know, there's definitely a process. And I tell everyone and people in the credit world get really upset with me because they're like, look, you're telling the secrets. Quit telling the secrets. But I feel like if we don't tell the secrets, you know, to an extent, our people will never understand. So first things first, you always go after your personal information. You do not want to send off any letter of dispute until you get your personal information and make sure that it's complete and up to date, meaning no AKA, make sure you only have one name listed, um, your legal name, um, your employer listed if you're employed at the time, make sure that You know, your address is the updated address and all other addresses are removed. So you do that first. You clean up the mess first and then you go after the inaccurate and negative information on your credit report. Um, You want to make sure that when you send it off, that you're sending it off by certified mail. I like to have mine notarized. That's an extra step that I take for my clients. Um, You don't necessarily have to, but I do. And, you know, and, and from there, You have to allow them 30 to 45 days, but normally they get back to you before that time. Um, But there definitely are other steps, our secret sauce steps that I'm not going to get into, but it's definitely a process. What are some reasons that they would decline you for sending a dispute letter back? 
Oh, well, there's a few reasons. I mean, they can come up with whatever reason they want, but um, they can call it frivolous if you sent um, a letter and you're disputing pretty much everything on your credit report. I mean, you're just saying everything is not yours. It's inaccurate and everything needs to be removed. <laughs> this ain't my and report. Can, <laughs> you're right. This isn't me. What are you talking about? Um, but yeah, they, they will send something back, you know, saying like, look, we're not going to investigate this. This is just not right, you know, and um, they've done it, you know, before. And when I first started credit repair, you know, I remember getting some of those letters back and I'm like, what is going on? And it was because I was doing too many disputes at once Mm. Um, because you have to understand that it's a computer system. It's not just people over there. There is, there is a computer system called eOscar. So when, when you, when they, when they see, you know, these letters coming in and, you know, just, just, all just back to back to back. Come on now, you know, they're going to red flag it real quick. Mm-hmm. So it's a system, you know, all the credit gurus know, you know, we have our little system that we put in place and you do, you have to educate yourself in order to learn that system and, and become a guru like us. <laughs> so with like Equifax and like the data breach that just happened, does that affect your credit in any way? I know some people had gone and claimed like it was like $125 or something that they were giving away. Or yeah. I don't know. But does that affect your ability to dispute your credit? I wouldn't. I suggest. I never tell anybody what to do. I always suggest. But I suggest that you not go after the 125 because I do believe that gives up your right to arbitration to where you cannot take them to court or sue them for anything. And I look at it like this. You know, the $125, that's cool. That's a good gesture. But... No, I prefer to have, you know, the right to sue, the right to dispute, you know, or whatever, um, especially knowing that there was a breach. You know, you the thing about breaches is not going to happen overnight where you're going to see a credit karma or monitoring system pop up and say, oh, look, there's new stuff from, you know, identity theft um, on your report right this second from the breach. No, it takes time. It takes about three, the average of three years for something from a breach to actually pop up on your credit report. So we won't really see how much this affected us until like three years from now when your stuff ends up on a dark web somewhere. So you want to make sure that you do have some type of monitoring system um, protecting you. You know, that's why I love when people sign up with us because we make sure that we stay on top of your credit, hold you accountable, send out disputes and all of that good stuff. But, um, these breaches that's going on is not just Equifax. There's several breaches that's occurring. You do want to protect yourself. So I suggest going on fastpeoplesearch.com, making sure that any information that you find under yourself is removed and that you just take real caution when it comes to downloading apps on your phone, signing up for things online, using your credit card anywhere. You have to be careful because the thieves are out there. That's crazy. So for somebody who wants to utilize your services, how do they tap into you? Um, They simply go to creditsolutionsnetwork.com. Like I said, they can either sign up for the DIY course or they can hire me personally and I can help them with their restoration, education, and plan of action. It's Life Hacks. Life Hacking, baby. Tech tips and tools for everyday needs. Tap in. Control copy these shortcuts and simplify your life. You heard us. Here is what my credit journey has been like. So a couple of years ago, I got into a situation where I was just spinning very frivolously. I didn't understand budgeting. I didn't understand 
what I should be doing to increase my credit. I ended up getting my credit fixed because I had some errors on my credit. So I got those taken care of, got a really, really great deal on a new BMW. And it was like a 3% interest rate, which got me super excited. And that was the beginning of the end of my great credit. So Basically, over time, like I said, I wasn't really focused on keeping and maintaining the score that I had. I think it was like almost 800. It was like really high 700s. And I had a great job. So I wasn't really focused on budgeting either because I had money coming in all the time. So I was spending the way I wanted to spend, doing what I wanted to do, all the things until eventually ish hit the fan. And I had to literally backpedal. So all of a sudden, the job went away. I got laid off and the credit started to sink because things weren't getting paid the way that they were getting paid before. And so my credit was almost, it was like a low five, maybe a mid five from what I remember. And I wanted to make a huge transition. I was done living in the Bay Area, wanted to move to Los Angeles And I did not have the credit to do it. Took out a crazy loan, which actually didn't affect my credit that bad because I was able to pay it back pretty quickly. But my credit was still in the dumps. And it's been there for probably about a year, year and a half. And recently, maybe within the past year, I ended up signing up with a financial advisor. And we took the necessary steps to understand, one, how to budget But I will say this, I still wasn't budgeting myself. She was budgeting for me. So I didn't actually learn how to budget. I just knew that somebody was taking care of it. So we had allocated certain resources to actually knock out a lot of the payments that I needed to knock out. And slowly but surely, my credit started to climb back up. So it had gone from five something to 600 to 650 and maybe about 675. And that took about a year and a half to do. So fast forward, now it's a year and a half later, I'm at 680 around that range. And I come across a new financial advisor and I ended up buying one of his packages online. And the first thing that we did was we learned about budgeting. Now, this is when the credit gods opened the pearly gates. In literally a couple of weeks, I kid you not, I had budgeted, figured out that I had enough money to pay off all of my credit cards. And in two weeks, my credit score jumped from 680 to 735. So a little over 50 points, which was crazy. And I realized the reason for that was my utilization. Like I had two very substantial cards that had money on them that I was paying back slowly but surely, but didn't realize my utilization was really, really high. Typically, like Christian said earlier, your utilization needs to be under 15%, right? And so when I saw that I had enough money to pay everything off, immediately I went over to Capital One and Barclay and paid both of those cards off. And that was all she wrote. Literally, maybe a couple of days later, one increment happened. And then a week later, another increment happened. I mean, it was happening fast. Like it went from like 712 to 735. And it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. So 
Definitely look at your utilization when you're looking to pay off those cards. Do not close them. A lot of people don't understand that. When you pay off the card, you need that payment history because that's a part of your credit score. So don't pay it off and close it. Pay it off and leave it. And even if you decide to make little small purchases on that card, make the little small purchase and then pay it off immediately. So literally my credit utilization right now is 0%. So I am looking amazing to the bureaus right now, okay? So make sure that you take those necessary steps. Also making sure that you address any other issues that are on your credit reports because those things could be hindering you as well. So that is how I was able to get my credit to jump up 50 points in less than two weeks. This is The Plug. You know who's The Plug. It's time to get caught up on the hottest in tech. Keep it locked, you heard. With Sequoia Blodgett. I see you, little mama. So what is commas, you ask? We are an entrepreneurship community that helps you get support on your journey to financial freedom. So Commas is a community of like-minded startup entrepreneurs with the goal of being profitable. We focus on helping founders gain an understanding of how to build online, digital, and tech-enabled businesses through courses, coaching, and support. So throughout that process, what we'll do is we take you through a four-month program and you'll learn different courses that have focus points in entrepreneurial mindset, product development, branding, marketing, sales, publicity, fundraising, basically every single touch point of your business. And not only that, you're going to understand business formation because you can know all of that stuff, but if you don't have a legitimate business, then you're stopping in your tracks, right? We have a one-on-one session with amazing coaches that span everywhere from mental health to legal, brand, and finance, not to mention your also going to have group coaching and a mastermind where you're going to collaborate with your fellow peers and get feedback on your business as well. So we're an all-inclusive community to make sure that you're getting your company moving from point A to point B. And we also have live events. Our previous event was done in partnership with Gary Vaynerchuk and Draper. So, you know, we get to popping over here. So if you guys are interested in learning more about the Commas Club, log on to www.commasclub.com. 